Yeah. Welcome to Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm Dave, and Ralph's not here. He is home, sick in bed, probably on sleeper making some trades, watching the game tonight, Cincinnati 
in Miami. Did you guys know that in Cincinnati, the girls call me daddy? No? All right, well, he said if you like he got, uh, what did he say, hit by a truck? Uh, he's not doing too well. Um, so you guys are stuck with me. Uh, got some stuff for your ear holes, as always. I'm going to plow through the games. Uh, always hit you with some of those news and notes. Uh, see how things are going for all those winless teams. Checking in on the defeated. See what you guys are thinking. Um, and all the 3-0 and undefeated teams are probably feeling pretty good today. Unless you've got Tua. Uh, he had a nasty, nasty uh, injury got carted off to the hospital, head and neck injuries, but he seems to be uh, waggling his, his fingers and toes. So that is definitely a good sign. But right now we've got, hey, Teddy, hey, Teddy, don't you want to come to my birthday? Yeah. I don't have a TV, though, uh, in the, in my garage for my garage party, so you guys will have my undivided attention uh, there's no squirrels. I can't see squirrels. Uh, so my ADHD will be um, held in check tonight. So lucky you guys. Um, you know, honestly, they're going to let anybody have a podcast. We say it every week. It's our little podcast I could. Um, this is episode 158. That means if you factor 52 weeks in a year, this is our third year of doing this podcast. Going strong. No signs of slowing down. Uh, so congratulations, Ralph, to three years. You're probably not going to listen to it. We have stopped listening to our, our stuff, but uh, congrats on uh, on three years. Maybe we'll exchange gifts next week on, uh, on air. Um, balmy night here in Minnesota. It's uh, probably 64 degrees. Oh, no, my computer says 61 and clear. It's uh, a really great night out tonight. Um, I'm in my solo dolo garage party. I'm smoking a, what do I have? I've got a Gurkha Crest. Love me some Gurkhas. I got some bullet bourbon on ice, chilled with a splash of water to activate all the good stuff. Um, and then in case you're wondering, I know a few people have reached out and asked, my boys flag football team. Well, I should say my team. I'm uh, the coach. Uh, we're 0-2. We lost again. Um, this time it was closer, though. Uh, we did score. We were up at 1.7 to 6. Um, so we had that going for us. Uh, the only problem was in this age group, you can rush the passer. Uh, our opponents rotated their two fastest kid rushing our poor quarterbacks. Um, so the best thing we could do is try to run some plays to block them to give their quarterback some some space. Um, but uh, going to be uh, working on some running plays, some end arounds, some double reverses, some fake triple reverses. Uh, we got to get that run game going to set up the pass. Um, so stay tuned. See how that works out. And we've got team pictures on Sunday. Always a good time. If you guys want a magnet of me in my red coach's shirt, let me know. I'll get you a magnet for your fridge. Uh, but first, we'll get the, the sad news out of the way. Uh, nope, not talking about Ralph not being here. I'm talking about the passing of a musical icon, handful of Grammy nominations, 
had some absolute bangers that I just played to lead me into the podcast. He had some small roles in some movie and TV shows. He was on Celebrity Big Brother, Judgment Day, Daredevil, Green Hornet, Pain and Gang. He also, I, I found out, wrote the theme song uh, for Keenan and Kel's show as well. Uh, and also, the ultimate compliment is having a, a song uh, parodied by Weird Al. Uh, and it's one of my favorites with, uh, with Amish Paradise. I'm talking, of course, about artist Leon Ivy Jr., a.k.a. Coolio. Very sad news last night. I was about to hop in the shower and Molly said, hey, Coolio died. And I was like, God damn it. Another one taken from us too soon. Uh, died at the age of 59. Um, I played one, two, three, four, something new. That's my favorite, to be honest with you, out of all of them. Uh, Fantastic Voyage, Gangsta's Paradise. And the last one is See You When You Get There. Uh, kind of fitting that he has uh, passed. So um, I had the Gangsta's Paradise album nonstop on my disc, man. Uh, his music obviously is going to be bumping the next couple of days as uh, people remember him. I think the cause of death is uh, is still unknown, um, but regardless, it's a, a huge blow uh, to fans everywhere. Um, yeah, but uh, we're going to move past that. We're going to cheer ourselves up with some football chat. Uh, I'm going to go pretty quick. I don't have Ra- uh, Ralph to uh, bounce stuff off of. I also don't have Ralph here that needs repeating. Uh, so without further ado, uh, a little pull from the Gurkha and away we go Thursday night's game, uh, had the Steelers going up against the Browns of Cleveland in Cleveland and Cleveland won 29, 17, uh, Mitch, please. Another lackluster effort, only three for 207, no touchdowns through the air. He did get one on the ground to save his day. Um, Najee Harris had 15 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Added three catches as well. Uh, But Deontay Johnson had 11 targets, caught eight uh, for 84 yards. So he was the guy to own, him and, and Najee. For the winners, Jacoby Brissett, all he does is win. The Browns are up to two and one now. Uh, he threw for two touchdowns. Amari Cooper and Njoko had 11 and 10 targets, respectively. Caught 7 and 9 for 101 and 89, a touchdown each. And Nick Chubb, all he does is score touchdowns as well. Ran for 113, had a touchdown. Uh, and then after the game, I think it was Monday at practice, Miles Garrett, he flipped his dang car. Uh, he was driving down a slippery road, and uh, there was an animal a likely story, but there was an animal, he says, in the road. Tried to miss it, overcorrected. I guess his car flipped multiple times. Uh, he did actually get cited uh, for driving too fast and also, you know, something along the lines of uh, not operating a motor vehicle correctly. Uh, so I think he was going 65 and a 45. So, hey, all you knuckleheads out there that want to speed on wet roads, just stop. Just stop it. Uh, And there's no indication that Mike Tomlin is looking to make a change at quarterback for the Steelers. Uh, He says Mitch Trubisky is improving each week in all areas. Uh, That's tough to to know because he didn't throw a touchdown. And he was 20 of 32. Um, So Tomlin is just trying to say all the right things, I guess. 
Next up, we have the Ravens putting it down on the Patriots. Ravens were at home. Or no, the Patriots were at home. So they marched in to Foxborough. Uh, Lamar Jackson uh, has just, these first three games, has been amazing. Every league I own him in, I think I'm, I'm winning all my games, which is fantastic. Um, threw for 218, four touchdowns. He did have a pick. Uh, he also ran for one. He was their leading rusher, 11 carries, 107. Uh, Dobbins, welcome back. He had seven carries to, you know, dust off the rust for only 23 yards. Uh, he did manage two catches, which was good to see also. Uh, and then uh, Justice Hill got some runs in there also. But Mark Andrews, what can you say? If you've got the, Jamar, the Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews stack like I might have in a couple leagues, it's pretty amazing. Mark Andrews, 13 targets. Um, Lamar Jackson threw 27 passes. 13 of those targets went to Andrews. He caught eight for 89 yards and two tutties. Uh Devin Duvernay had a touchdown. And Josh Oliver had a touchdown as well. Uh, for the Patriots, Mac Jones uh, threw three interceptions, but he did rush one in. Um, Ramondi Stevenson and Damon Harris all had a touchdown as well. And Devontae Parker was really the only wide receiver to own. Ten targets caught five for 156 yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't have a contract extension yet, has scored four-plus touchdowns, at least four in every game. The Broncos, who gave Wilson a smooth quarter billion, they've scored two total touchdowns. Not good at all. And... uh, Through three games, Jackson has thrown 10 touchdowns, run for two more, just one interception. He leads the NFL in passer rating, passing touchdowns with 10. He's also third in the NFL in rushing out of everybody for 243 yards. Um, And then Mac Jones got banged up in this one as well, guessing a high uh, ankle sprain. He uh, is uh, in a disagreement with the Patriots on how it should be handled going forward. So uh, we're going to get Brian Hoyer. Maybe Bailey Zappi for a couple uh, couple weeks. But when's Cam coming back? We want to see Cam. No, we don't. Uh, and then we had a surprise game. We had the Chiefs losing to the Colts at home. What in the world? Colts now 1-1-1, one, 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 the old 1-1-1-er. One, one, uh, in the losing effort, Mahomes, 20-35, uh, 262, one touchdown, one INT. His passing touchdown went to Kelsey. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had uh, seven carries for no yards, but he had a touchdown and added five receptions. Uh, Juju was pretty active, five for 89, but it was the Colts who prevailed. Matt Ryan threw two touchdowns, both to big-time rookie Jelani Woods, tight end. Caught two, both touchdowns. All he does is catch touchdowns. Uh, Jonathan Taylor rushed 21 times, 71 yards. Michael Pittman, 8 for 72 on 9 targets. Good to see Alec Pierce back in the fold. He caught 3 for 61. So, if you guys are keeping track at home, I want to see if I get this straight, okay? The Colts cannot beat the Texans. They tied them, right? They can't beat the Jags. Lost to them last week. But they can beat the Chiefs at home. Not a problem. Talk about parody in the NFL. There's no no other league 
can do something like this. This is just fantastic. This is why I love it so much. Talk to Al Pacino. Talk to Jamie Foxx. Any given Sunday. It's a game of inches. Life is a game of inches. And Mahomes is 45-2 and two against teams that score fewer than 26 points. Hey, the Colts scored 20 points. 42, 45-2 against teams that score fewer than 26. Both are losses to the Colts. It's a funny game, this football. Moving on. I've got the Saints and the Panthers. Nobody wanted to watch this stupid game. Uh, Saints lose 14-22 to the Panthers. Nobody wanted to win this one. Uh, the, the Saints didn't even score in the first three quarters. Winston, he's hurt. Uh, one touchdown, one INT. Ingram had the touchdown on the ground. Kamara hasn't really done much. Uh, Chris Olave, though, uh, he if you drafted him, you are being rewarded, provided you're not stashing him on your taxi squad. Uh, but yeah, nine catches, 147 yards. He's consistently getting catches, consistently getting yards. Um, he's uh, probably one of the top rookies, if not the top rookie right now. He's doing really well. And then uh, Callaway had a big man touchdown. He had a, a, a great grab in the end zone uh, for the lone tutty uh, through the air for Winston. And then Baker Mayfield scored a touchdown through the air. He threw that to LaVisca. Chenault had a huge 67-yard touchdown. Uh, so that was a, a great to see from LaVisca. And then uh, McCaffrey on the ground, 25 carries, 108 yards. Uh, but surprise, surprise, McCaffrey has come up on the injured list and Hasn't practiced in a couple days. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that. In this game, Mayfield completed 12 of 25. Uh, he completed only 52% of his passes through three games. It's lowest to start a season in his career. And uh, 183 yards was uh, his lowest per game. So they got to figure something out. Matt Rule figured out. And the Saints, listen to this stat. Ralph, you listening? The Saints have been shut out in the first half four times in 20 games since Drew Brees retired after the 2020 season. All right, shut out first half four times in 20 games since. With Brees, they were shut out four times in the first half in 228 games with Brees as their starter from 06 to 2020. Yuck. Next game, another garbage game. Texas losing to the Bears. The Texans down to 20 to 23. They are 0 2 and 1. Davis Mills keeps regressing. One touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, but another rookie looking good. Damian Pierce, 80 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Also managed two catches as well. So he's looking really good. He got 20 carries. Burkhead only got three. MJ Stewart. Got one. Yeah, you smell that, guys? Uh, that smells like uh, bell cow. Workhorse. So we'll see uh, We'll see how that works in the future. But uh, they got to score some more points, though. Brandon Cooks had seven targets, only caught two. Uh, Aikens got the touchdown for the Texans. But the winning team, the Chicago Bears, uh, all they do is run the ball. For some reason, Justin Fields cannot throw to save his life. He had two interceptions, threw for 106 yards. Uh, David Montgomery left after getting hurt, but Khalil Herbert comes in. 20 carries, 157 yards, and two tutties. 
not too bad if Montgomery can't go. Uh, look for Herbert to uh, to keep going because they ain't throwing the ball well. And I think even if Montgomery or when Montgomery comes back, Herbert may still be in the mix. So we'll see. Um, here's a fun stat I saw. Through three weeks, here's receptions. Cooper Cup has 28. Diggs, 27. Marquise Brown, 24. Sun God has 23. All the Bears combined have 23. And Justin Fields, 297 passing yards through the first three weeks is the lowest total since the merger for a starting quarterback. Just throw the ball. Just throw the dang ball. We had another one uh, considered an upset, uh, but if you're from Miami, you figured this was going to happen. Miami beats the Bills 21-19. They are now 3-0. Josh Allen threw for 400 yards. He threw... 63 times in this game. Only managed two touchdowns. Uh, Tua had uh, 186 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he had a, an interesting uh, first half. He gets knocked down. He gets back up. Little Chumbawama gets knocked down, but he got back up again. Looked a little woozy. Looked like he may have been concussed, but he was out back playing uh, in the second half. Um so, yeah, uh, good for him for rallying. Uh, Chase Edmonds had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, our favorite name, River Craycraft. He's Craycray. Caught a touchdown on one pass, 11 yards. Uh, and then Jalen Waddle outshined Tyreek Hill, four for 102. Hill had two for 33. Uh, but for the Bills, Singletary, nine catches on 11 targets. Diggs had seven on 11. Isaiah McKenzie had seven on nine. Uh, Singletary and McKenzie both had the receiving touchdowns. Uh, now, here's a crazy stat. Talk about, you know, you love parody, right? You love the underdog. Josh Allen attempted 63 passes on Sunday. Tua attempted 18. The Bills had the ball for 20 more minutes. They ran 51 more plays. They only punted once the Dolphins won despite only having 212 yards of offense and possessing the balls for under 20 minutes it just doesn't make sense guys it's like wiping before you poop it just doesn't make sense oh look what game we have next hold on let me a little get a little nip of my uh my bullet bourbon real quick This is for all my fans in soda. Skull, skull, skull. My mighty Minnesota Vikings go to 2-1. They beat the Lions 28-24. Not without trying. I mean, Jared Goff kept them in. It was a late uh, rally, late touchdown by Kirk Cousins. Uh, Goff went uh, 277-1. Tutty, one INT. Jamal Williams was big on the ground with a banged up Swift. Uh, two touchdowns on the ground. And then uh, Monra, six for 73. Josh Reynolds, six for 96. And TJ Hawkinson saved his day um, with a touchdown. For my Vikings, uh, Jefferson had six targets, only caught three. Uh, I've seen a few uh, plays broken down. And they had, at one point, Justin Jefferson was quadruple covered. He was blanketed by defenders, which meant KJ Osborne was open, 
for a touchdown. He had five for 73 a touchdown. Thielen went six for 51 in a touchdown. So good to see those guys uh, getting involved. Cook and Madison also uh, ran them in. Uh, Cook had a great day on the ground, 96 yards and a touchdown as well. Cook, a little banged up. He's got a little shoulder issue. He likes to separate his shoulder a little bit, uh, but he's healthy. So uh, they'll be playing the uh, Saints in jolly old England. So set your clocks, guys. 8.30 Central Time is kickoff on Sunday. 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Get after it. Jeff Akuda, Ralph, knows uh, he went to the Ohio State. He is not a zip. Uh, through three games so far, uh, the outstanding D-back has been matched up with Devonta Smith, Terry McLaurin, and Justin Jefferson. First three weeks. Their stats when lined up against Akuda, five catches for 36 yards no touchdowns. And despite only allowing five catches, he's got 18 tackles through three games. Uh, he's, he's pretty talented. Uh, Smith in week one had no total yards. Uh, McLaurin went two for 22. And uh, JJ, three for 14. So uh, it's Jeff Akuda's world, guys. We, uh, we're just living in it. Moving on to Bengals and the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. Jets, look who came back to earth, Joe Flacco. Uh, there was no way in heck the Bengals were going to lose this game. They were up early, they were up big, and they hung on to win 27-12. to 12. Um, Burrow went uh, 275, three touchdowns, count them three. Boyd got involved, Higgins got involved, Pirine got involved. Uh, no, I'm sorry, just kidding. Boyd with one, Chase with one. P. Ryan with one. Higgins went five for 93 on seven targets. Uh, and then Mixon, uh, 12 carries only, 24 yards. Um, he caught three, however. Um, for the uh, Jets, we're just not going to talk about anybody because no one really did anything. Garrett Wilson, 660, maybe got banged up a wee bit. Uh, Brees Hall caught six. I mean, there were there were receptions to be passed around. He completed 28 passes, but uh, they just didn't do anything with them. But here's the thing. We talked about Fields being so terrible. Through three games, Flacco is averaging more completions and yards per game than Justin Fields has in total. Again, just to show you how inept that offense is. Um, and then Jamar Chase was, uh, was lost in the sauce when he was covered by Sauce Gardner, this rookie. Unbelievable. Uh, ten snaps, only one target, no catches. Uh, he finished the game with only 29 yards, uh, third lowest total of his career. So uh, Chase was definitely lost in the sauce. Next, we got the Raiders. They tightened up, but not enough. Tennessee beat the Raiders 24-22. The Raiders are now the only 0-3 team in the NFL. Uh, Texans got lucky with, uh, with their tie. Um, Derek Carr. 303, two touchdowns, one INT. Josh Jacobs, only 66 yards on the ground. Mac Hollins, he had a day. Caught eight for 158 and a touchdown. He also completed a pass for four yards. My goodness. Uh, Devontae Adams got a touchdown uh, in this game. So he was off the schneid with a tutty. Good for him. Uh, with the Titans, though, uh, Tannehill only needed one 
touchdown through the air because he had one on the ground. So if you started Tannehill, you were kind of rewarded, maybe a little bit. Um, Woods had four catches, 85 yards. Derrick Henry had 85 yards on the ground and a touchdown as well. Uh, Jeff Swaim had the receiving touchdown. And Derrick Henry even had five catches for 58 yards. So Henry had a pretty darn good game, if you ask me. And then the Titans were all scored 57-7 in the second half through three games. And then the other undefeated team in the league, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. They flew all over the Commodores, 24 to Ocho. Uh, Jalen Hurts is getting it done through the air. He's getting it done on the ground. Uh, They can't stop him. He had three touchdowns. Miles Sanders ran for 46 yards. Devonta Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, all had a touchdown. Smith, 8 for 168 and a tutty. Oh, you love to see it. Uh, Carson Wentz, um, in his revenge game against the Eagles, he went 25 of 43, 211, no touchdowns, no INTs, but he was sacked nine times. Some NFL players can't even count that high, and he was sacked he was sacked this many times. Uh, Gibson, we call him Swiss Army Knife. He had 38 yards on the ground, saved by a touchdown. Scary Terry, 6 for 102. Curtis Samuel keeps catching balls, 7 for 48. And McKissick out of the backfield, caught 6. It was all to play catch-up. John Dotson had 8 targets, only caught 2 of them. Uh, next up, we have the Jags. Another surprise game. The Jags, guys. They're for real. Don't look past these Jags. They got a stellar defense now. Their offense is clicking. Uh, They beat the Chargers in Los Angeles. 38 to 10. Yeah, you heard that right. 38 to 10. Trevor Lawrence, T-Law. He is the prettiest quarterback we've ever seen. Now, Jimmy G jawline's got the best jawline. He's the most handsome. Don't get it twisted. Jimmy G. Jawline, handsome. T-Law, he's the prettiest. Okay, he had three touchdowns. James Robinson on the ground, 17 carries. Hit the century mark with a touchdown. Uh, He did have a long touchdown run of 50 yards, so you take those away. Like some people like to do, if he didn't get that run, he would have only had 50 yards, but it didn't happen. Uh, Then we had Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones. We had the Jones and Jones show. Uh, They all get a touchdown. Jones went 10 of 85. Kirk, 5 for 72. Kirk is, uh, he's kind of earning that money they gave him. Uh, So nicely done to to the Jags. Doug Peterson's got them going the right direction. Uh, The other team not going in the right direction. Justin Herbert still banged up. One touchdown, one INT. Uh, Their running game was garbage. Um, Mike Williams had one catch on six targets. It was a touchdown. Uh, Eckler had four carries, only five yards, but he caught eight balls, so that does help in the PPR game. And then Josh Palmer, six of 99. Uh, Here's a fun stat. Let me take a quick swig of my bullet bourbon. Uh, Interestingly enough, this podcast tonight is brought to you by Bullet Bourbon usually were um, sponsored by Q-Tip because we invaded so many ear holes. But tonight, Bullet, 
love it, Burla, love it, Bullet. The Jaguars have won back-to-back games by 20-plus points for the first time since 2000. I wonder if any of you were still alive in 2000. If any of my listeners were born after 2000. Man, what? That's crazy. And Doug Peterson has two wins in Jaguars as a coach. He has tied Urban Meyer for fifth all-time in most wins by a Jaguars coach with two. Now, granted, they've only existed for 28 years. Uh, Tom Coughlin was around for a while. And uh, what, Jack Del Rio was the coach as well. So they were mainstays for the Jags. But uh, congrats to Doug Peterson. Um, I'm guessing they're going to finish with more than two this year. Uh, maybe seven, eight, or nine. Or ten with the way they're playing. Who knows? And then uh, Jalen Guyton for the Chargers. Uh, tore his dang ACL. He's out for the season. Uh, so Josh Palmer, my guy. I've got him in a few leagues. He'll be targeted more. But Keenan Allen should be coming back. Who knows? Uh, in a battle of the old fogies, we got the Packers and the Bucks. Packers win this one in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. 14 to 12. A-Raj, two touchdowns through the air. Their running game was terrible. Uh, really, the passing game wasn't that good as well. But uh, Romeo Dobbs, we call him Dubes, caught eight for 73 and a touchdown. Eight targets, he caught them all. Lazard, four for 45 and a touchdown. Uh, really, the only one to own, uh, if you started him even, was Russell Gage. Caught 12. He caught 12 balls on 13 targets, 87 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the, uh, the Packers and Bucks had a combined 12 pass catchers, either on the injured report or out for the game on Sunday. Um, uh, Cobb was injured. Lazard was injured. Mercedes Lewis was injured. Sammy Watkins was out. He's on the IR. Uh, surprise, surprise, right? Sammy Watkins. Who would have thunk he would have got hurt? Gosh. And then, uh, Christian Watson had a hammy. Uh, Gage was hurt, but he played. Godwin didn't play. Julio Jones didn't play. Scotty Miller, uh, Kate Otten, uh, Brashad Berryman, and Evans um, was suspended. So a lot of injuries with these two teams. When you get when you have a lot of injuries and you got garbage to throw to, you're going to have a 14-12 to 12 game. It just works out that way. And the 26 points combined between Brady and Rodgers is only the eighth time two former MVP quarterbacks have failed to score more than 30 combined points. Moving on, we got the Rams over the Cardinals. We are ramming it. They win 20-16, to 16, the Rams do, over the Cardinals. Matt Stafford, this is the first game he's been a Ram where he hasn't thrown for a touchdown. Uh, but Cam Akers, welcome to the touchdown club. He finally got his first touchdown. Uh, he out-carried... Henderson, 12 to 4. Wonder what that means. Who knows? Uh, and then Cooper Cup had a, a gadget rush for 20 yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, the passing game, you know, uh, Stafford spread it around. Uh, Skronek got four catches. Higby had four. Cup had four. Uh, Bilal, Brandon Powell, I almost said Bilal Powell. Brandon Powell had uh, a two, three catches as well. Uh, for the losing team, the Cardinals, they are one and two. They uh they are hurting 
uh, pretty bad. No running game to speak of. It was garbage. Um, Marquise Brown had 14 catches for 140 yards on 17 targets. Uh, Greg Dortch, the torch, caught nine. And Zach Ertz went at P, uh, caught six. And the Cardinals are the only team not to score yet in the first quarter. Not even a field goal, guys. They're just not scoring at all. Uh, here's another snooze fest for you. We'll go through this kind of quickly. Uh, Falcons beat the Seahawks. I'm still convinced the Seahawks are only going to win one game this season. It was 27-23. Marcus Mariada, one touchdown, one INT. He also ran one in, but uh, Cordero Patterson, huge game. 17 rushes, 141 yards, one touchdown. Only was asked to catch one ball. He was only targeted once. Uh, Kyle Pitts, eight targets, caught five. 87 yards, and Drake London, another uh, standout rookie so far this year. Six targets, caught three, 54 yards, and a tutty for the Seahawks. Geno Smith, two touchdowns, one INT. Rashad Penny ran for 66 and uh, caught one. Uh, Lockett, 11 targets, nine catches. Metcalf, 12 targets, five catches, one touchdown. Misses Disley's kid on the board with a touchdown. And Kenny Walker was targeted three times. A young kid caught all three. Good to see. Uh, San Fran losing to the Broncos. My goodness, 11-10. to 10. I don't understand how the Broncos have won two games. Um, in a losing effort, Jimmy G. Jawline threw one touchdown. That was to Brandon Ayuk. Jeff Wilson went 12 of 75. Debo Samuel caught five. Kittle caught four, uh, but Ayuk came away with the big tutty. Uh, and then Mel Gordon scored the rushing touchdown for the Broncos. Sutton had eight for 97 on 10 targets. Um, this, is, uh, this was a terrible game, but the Broncos have become the second team in NFL history to win a game by the score of 11 to 10. They joined the 08 Steelers who beat uh, the Chargers. San Diego Zuber Chargers beat them 11 to 10. Uh, here's uh, something that might give some plays away in the future. The Broncos threw the ball on 100% of Alberto's 22 snaps. Um, something the D coordinator should look for in the future. Alberto's in, they be slanging it. And then in the first half, on Sunday, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle combined 15 touches for 141 yards and a touchdown in the second half. Two touches for five friggin' yards. Who's calling the plays in San Francisco? 15 touches, all those yards and a tutty in the first half. Two dang touches for five yards. That's just garbage. That is just plain garbage. And then we have the Monday night game uh, with the worst 2-0 team in the history. They are now 2-1. The Giants lose to the Cowboys in an NFC East slugfest. This was the Cooper Rush show, 23-16. Not really. It was more the Tony Pollard show. Not really. It was more the C.D. Lamb show. Okay, they can all have credit. 
Uh, Cooper Rush threw a touchdown to C.D. Lamb. He had 12 targets, caught eight for 87 yards. Pollard had 13 for 105. Zeke got the touchdown on the ground. Uh, Pollard was targeted once. Zeke was targeted once, but Zeke had the catch. Rookie Jalen Tolbert had two targets, only caught one. I want to see more to Tolbert. Got to see it. Uh, Noah Brown also caught five for 54. For the losers... Who is your her? Daniel Jones, garbage, sacked five times. Uh, he did rush nine for 79, but it was really just running for his life. Saquon Barkley, 81 yards and a touchdown. He also caught four passes. The bright spot, Sterling Shepard, five for 49. However, Shepard, their leading receiver so far for the Giants, he tore his ACL. His season's over. My goodness. They blame, uh, they blame the turf on this one. Um, so it was a turf's fault that he got hurt. Um, and here's a stat for you. Ralph, if you're here, you probably wouldn't listen. But Cooper Rush, he is the first undrafted quarterback to win each of his first three NFL starts and throw for 750-plus over those starts since Kurt Warner did it. In 1999 with the Rams, Warner went on to win NFL MVP and Super Bowl MVP that season. Cowboy fans, you guys are going to win it this year. Just kidding. You're not even going to win your division. And then Kenny Galladay, after he got his massive deal, he's averaged under three receptions and 32 yards a game with zero points. You know who the MVP of that is? his friggin' agent for getting that deal done. He's being paid $72 million to have 39 receptions and 543 yards in 17 damn games. I don't think there's in a worse... Uh, yeah, there's not a worse contract out there, probably in the history of sports. If you guys can think of one, please... Let me know. Phone lines are open. A uh, couple quick hits, and then I'll take a break. I got to refill my bourbon, relight my cigar, and then I'll come back with some more stuff for you. There have been 18 NFL games decided by three or fewer points this season. That is the most through the first three weeks in NFL history, surpassing the previous mark of 16 back in 2011. So really close games this year. Uh, also, the NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with a multi-day skills competition and a flag football game played in Vegas the Sunday before the Super Bowl. So it's about time. The Pro Bowl, it's ancient. No one watches that. They just watch all the skills stuff anyways. So uh, good on them for, for doing that. Shake it up a wee bit. And then uh, I think it was week one where Equanimous St. Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown caught a touchdown within minutes of each other, I think I, I remember Ralph saying. There's only two players in the NFL that have a rush of 30-plus yards and a reception of 30-plus yards this season. It's the brothers St. Brown, Equanimous, and Amon Ra. Uh, must run in the family. Oh, my goodness. I'm here all night, guys. Uh, I will be back. Uh, to discuss uh, some more stuff. 
and uh, that'll be in uh, in uh, that'll be back in uh, maybe in uh, two and two. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land. I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699. We've been spending most our lives living in an army. All right, we churn butter once or twice living in an Amish paradise. That was Weird Al. Um, I don't know if anybody saw, but he's got a, I don't know if it's a movie or a series on Hulu. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al. Um, Still haven't checked it out yet. If anyone's seen it yet, let me know. I want to hear about it. All right, so uh, games all done. Talked about that. Um, I know you guys don't really need care about how I'm doing, um, but I've got some filler stuff. Just gonna, you know, give you some nuggets. Uh, this past week I went 13 and 13. We had a a bonus game in, uh, the frozen league that Ralph is the, uh, commish of, uh, the commish with the most in that league. Uh, in that one we played our division uh, rivals, and I went one to one. I had a terrible week, just terrible, just terrible. Uh, but I managed to to salvage a win at least. So uh, usually it's twenty five games, but this was twenty six. So I went thirteen and thirteen. That brings my overall record for three weeks now to forty seven and twenty one. We're coming. We're coming. Uh, some of my leagues of note, if you will. Uh, in my uh, brothers-in-law leagues, uh, or league, I should say, where we each drafted three teams and we turned it into a league. Uh, in two of these uh, teams, I am 2-1. and one, And the other, I am 3-0. and oh. uh, I am still undefeated in uh, one league. It's called Pulp Fiction. I'm 6-0 and oh with the median points. Uh, that's a um, tight end premium where I've got um, – who do I have in that one? I've got Goddard and somebody else. i got a good team in there. And then my Ring of Fire League. Uh, that's the Scott Fishbowl, 32 divisions of 12 teams. I am 6-0, and oh, and I'm smashing it in that one. I'm, I'm doing really well. Uh, and then my Guillotine Leagues, I am, uh, I've survived in both of those. And actually in the Guillotine League that me and Ralph are in – um, we both did some spending. We reached into our fab pocketbooks. Uh, we got uh, two of the top wide receivers available. Uh, Ralph paid $56 for Diggsy. Uh, I was going to bid on Diggsy, uh, but I've got Gabe Davis in that league, so I don't really want two uh, of the same team 
on my squad. Um, so instead, I went after Tyreek Hill, and I got him for 42. And uh, Ralph bid 41 on him. Uh, so very close, Ralph, but uh, I got him. And then uh, Swill, if you're listening, you are my rival this week. We play each other two times this week in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and in Devi Demigods. Uh, in the League, I mean, obviously, um, I, I don't have a, 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 a good team in that one. I think I'm one and two. Uh, but in Devi, though, I think we've got two of the top teams, so uh, that should be a banger. So good luck to you, Swill, in that one. Uh, and then I made a trade in uh, Ralph's high school league, in the Laker league. Um, Woody had proposed a trade to me two days ago. Well, now it's three days ago. Um, and I totally forgot about it. And then I looked at it, and there were like <laughs> – there was – Five minutes left before we exploded. It was an exploding offer on Sleeper. Uh, and I said, you know what? We're going to YOLO this zombie. And uh, I hit accept. Um, so he offered Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and Ayuk uh, for my Scary Terry, Jalen Hurts, and Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, he was looking at getting better at uh, quarterback with Hurts. And I went ahead and got better with uh, running back with Henry. So we'll see how that shakes up. Uh, he said it's a good trade for both of us. And uh, I believe him. So we'll see what happens uh, in that one. Um, so that pretty much rounds out, you know, really nothing of note in those. Um, my other guillotine league, um, I had bid on a couple of players, but uh, didn't quite get anybody but... I have the second highest average and the second highest points scored in that one. So I'm not too worried that's a league where I've got uh, Lamar and Andrews as a stack. So I'm doing pretty well in that league. I really can't complain too much. Um, what else should we talk about? Well, let's see. So by now, let's see. We probably got some guys who have uh, undefeated teams, right? Probably have some guys who are winless at 0-3. Um, for my undefeated teams, what are you guys doing right now? Are you like asking the, the fantasy gods why your team is 3-0 and and has no reason to be? I know there's lots of lucky teams who get the good matchups because um, all you got to do is, is score more points than whoever you're going up against. I mean, you don't have to have the best team. At the best week, you just have to have a better week than the person you're playing. So maybe you've got an okay team, but your matchups were really beneficial. You went up against injuries, uh, you know, terrible matchups, whatever. Um, and talk dynasty, if your team's good, but not great, uh, are you going to try to make your team great? Are you going to ride it out and stay good? Finish in the middle? You're going to try to go for a stud? To carry you to your great season? What are you doing? How are you going to uh, distinguish yourself from a, a 3-0 and just happy to be there to a 3-0 and juggernaut? Very good thing to think about. 
this is a part in the season where you kind of have an idea maybe where your team is going to go. You know, an 0-3 team right now could rattle off a bunch of wins. You don't know. Make a, a miracle trade and, and things can happen. It happens a lot in redraft. Uh, I've seen it happen. It's happened to me. Uh, I've been on both sides of the swing before. I've had uh, undefeated regular seasons only to lose in the championship. Not a good feeling. Uh, I've also just barely squeaked into the playoffs. And it's really not how you start. It's how you finish. And I ended up winning. So um, it really uh, just depends. And then for you guys that are waking up to uh, an 0-3 team this week, uh, I, I guess we'll just stick with Dynasty. Are you dreaming of that 1-1 pick? The 0-1, the 1-0-1? Uh, they just call the season a loss. And, uh, you know, there's... The there's always next year mentality, or do you think there's going to be time to turn it around? You know, again, you got to make that decision really quickly what kind of team you want to be because we've said it on this podcast time and time again, and we are going to keep saying it until they kick us off the air. Okay, you do not want to be in the middle, you do not want to play to the middle, you don't want to be. Five, six, seven, right? You either want to make the playoffs or have the best team and have a chance to win the championship, okay? That's route A. Or take route B, where you play yourself into the best pick possible in the next draft, right? So you either play for the ship or you play for the 1-1. You don't want to be in the middle because if you keep playing to the middle... You're not going anywhere. You are just going to be spinning your wheels. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Take it from daddy. Don't be that guy. So just to give you an example, um, Ring of Fire League. That's the league. There's 32 divisions, 12 teams each. Uh, I believe it's a top four in each division move on uh, in week 12. Uh, do the math. That's 128 teams advance, right? Uh, and this is the second year of that. So after I drafted last year, I realized, hey, I said to myself, Dave, you got a pretty good team, right? Let's try to make it better. Um, so I went YOLO on that team and I traded for Mahomes. Um, and I, I think in that one, I traded for CD Lamb as well. So it was a, it was a big deal. It was a, I, I should have gone back and looked exactly what it was, but it was a, it was a big boy trade. Um, and uh, I won it last year. I won that division. And then I went on uh, to the big tourney. And uh, again, if it wasn't for DK having like four points in one week, uh, I still firmly believe that I could have won the damn thing. Um, so, but this year I'm already 6-0. Uh, and then this one, you get an extra win for median uh, as well, sort of getting over the, the median um, score. I have, let me find it, I have 583 points for over three games. The next closest team has 586 points for. So I am doing very well uh, in that league. Uh, in that team, I've got Mahomes and Allen at quarterback. So right away... Uh, great start, and I could go in, you know, hoping for 25, 30 points each week from just those two guys alone. Um, 
so 50 to 60 points um, a week just on my two quarterbacks. I love that. I love going in knowing I'm going to get a lot of points from my two quarterbacks. Uh, and then I've got Lamb. I've got Metcalf. I've got Gabe Davis. And i got Christian Kirk. I, I'm lucky enough to have Kirk now going to Jacksonville where he's going to be getting a ton of targets and a lot of opportunities to score um, with uh, that pretty, pretty quarterback throwing to him. Um, and I've also got Andrews and Goddard as my tight end and flex. Uh, and, by the way, it's tight end premium. And uh, Sleeper, I believe this year, just started awarding another point for getting a receiving or a rushing uh, or maybe even a throwing um, first down. So it's an extra bump for tight ends per reception and per first down. Um, so that's... You know that's uh, that's my team, and and uh, I am I'm very fortunate to have a a partner that I traded with last year, uh, who bit the bullet, and he's in rebuild mode, and I am in Kang the Conqueror mode. Little Marvel reference for you guys. So again, not uh, I'm not bragging. It's not a brag spot. Um, not telling you how good I am or anything. I let my record speak for itself, because I'm kind of a big deal. Just giving you an example. Um, you know, of seeing the potential in the team uh, to maybe win it all and make the right moves to make it happen. I did give up a, a ton of draft capital, though. You know, I I set myself up to win it all, and then I gave away. I, I don't have a pick in the first or second round next year in uh, in 2023, and I'm even debating trying to trade away my uh, 2024 first and second, maybe to see if I can upgrade. Uh, any other positions, like uh, if I can uh, maybe score a stud uh, running back to help me out, uh, or maybe even you know upgrade a Gabe Davis or a Christian Kirk to a a better wide receiver. So I've got the ability to do that, and I've got the firepower with that twenty twenty four first and second. So that league, go big, go home, all or nothing. Any cliche you want. There it is. Uh, and then there's another league, uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The league is shit. Losers. Um, also, shout out uh, to our super fans in that league. Wanna Beer Band, Tadog, Kurt, Swill, Barry Crimson. Um, so when we drafted, I think we started a league in 2020. Um, I was like middle of the road, right? Not the best, not the worst. I decided, what the hell? I'm just going to YOLO this. Uh, so the, the word of the day, by the way, uh, is YOLO. Um, I decided uh, I'm just going to go gangbusters. I'm just going to start trading, right? Um, or did I inherit this? I don't remember. Ralph, correct me if I'm wrong. I Did I inherit a team and come into the league in the second year that I don't remember. I'm in too many leagues. I freely admit it. I'll probably cut more down next year, but we'll see. But regardless, uh, or irregardless, as uh, some people say, I ended up with seven 2022 firsts and a couple seconds thrown in there. Well, this is a full IDP league as well uh, with like three or four IDP flexes even so uh it's a big league a lot of a lot of starting positions so you know those uh second and third round picks are worth a lot because 
those defensive players get kicked down a bit. And then when there's a run of those, uh, good offensive rookies get kicked down a bit as well. So I think in all, I had 18 uh, total picks in that draft. Um, and I came away with a plethora. I had a haul. Um, so again, I realized I wasn't going to win or even come close to competing. Um, there are some really good teams in this league uh, that I can't even come close to, uh, probably even next year or the year before. But I mean, I got some players that, that can help me uh, in the next couple of years. Um, I have so many wide receivers in this league on this team just from the draft alone uh in 2022 i've got olave pickens burks garrett wilson and jamison williams sitting there on my ir right now uh, that's on top of already having jj amon ra i got Pittman and gabe davis so i mean that's a, a really good problem to have right all those wide receivers uh again not bragging, but I am kind of a big deal when it comes to trading. Uh, people like trading with me. I'm a very gentle and loving trade partner. Uh, I reciprocate. You know, I make sure my, my trade partner is well taken care of. Um, you know, make sure they don't feel violated at the end of the trade. Because a trade should really be beneficial to both sides. Nobody should win a trade. I keep saying this. I'm in all these damn uh, Facebook groups on Reddit and everything, and uh, people keep asking. They give a, an example of a trade. I got side A. I gave up side B. Who won? You shouldn't have to win a trade. You shouldn't have to pull something over on somebody. Now, yes, sometimes somebody has to overpay if they really want somebody. That happens. But you should not go into a trade trying to win it every time. Because if you do that, you're not going to make a lot of trades. You silly billies. You go into a trade saying, hey, I want this guy. I'll give you this guy. Here's why this guy will help you. And here's why this guy is going to help me. Oh, you don't think that's enough? Well, hey, I got this third round pick I can add to it. Or I got this second round pick. Or I got this guy in my taxi. Right? Stop trying to win trades. Ugh. All right, so those are just uh, two examples of teams I have going in different directions. Um, and I mean, if I approached every team that I have in every league exactly the same, it would be super boring. I gotta, I gotta have some, uh, I gotta have some undefeated teams. I gotta have some juggernauts, and I gotta have some teams I'm rebuilding on. It keeps it interesting. It spices it up a wee bit. So that's enough of that. And then I'm also seeing on, uh, on Facebook especially, um, when I'm at work, sometimes it gets slow. So I hop on Facebook or I hop on Reddit. Um, there's a growing thing now where there's a running joke with people that on Thursday night games, you, you start the Thursday night players in your flex spot. And then all the noobs are like, well, why, why would you do that? You don't want to do that, noob. If you have Jalen Waddle, if you have Tyreek Hill, you start them in your wide receiver position, right? If you put them in a flex and you have, 
I don't know, Gabe Davis in your wide receiver position, and Gabe Davis plays on a Monday night, and Gabe Davis ends up getting hurt or not playing, you got to scramble to find a wide receiver on a Monday night. And sometimes, depending on your league, you can't pick anybody up. Waivers are closed, and that's a big bummer. Uh, so always put your Thursday night players in a starting position, not in a flex spot, for the love of God. And actually, you should even do it with your quarterback, too. If you have, uh, like, Joe Burrow this week, and say you've got Mahomes, I would put Burrow as my starting quarterback and Mahomes in my superflex. What if Mahomes blows his appendix and he's out? You got to start Felix Sanchez or whatever that guy's name is. I don't know. Um, so yeah, get uh, get him in there. So that's really all that I have, gang. Um, I uh, I really appreciate you uh, you listening to uh, to the old podcast. Um, next week, hopefully, I'll be back with Ralph. Uh, that gives him a week to feel better. Um, so let me just get rage to start playing us out. So there you have it. Another solo podcast in the books for daddy. Uh, hopefully you've been entertained. Uh, I dropped some knowledge on you with some stats and I didn't bore you. I try not to be monotone. So something I'm, uh, I'm working on. Just don't turn your end of your sentences up as questions. It's got to be straight forward. Whatever. Okay. That's it. Trips right, Ralph and Dave. I'm Dave. Ralph, thank you to everybody. Here's a, a toast to you. You can't see it, but I'm taking a sip of bourbon. So tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and I'll do better next week, guys. Perfect timing. Thanks for listening. You guys are great. Okay, one more time.
And if anybody is still listening at that point, kudos to you. The mystery phrase was motherfucker. Um, I did not say motherfucker, so I did not get the mystery phrase. Always next week. Here's Coolio again. Slide, slide, but that's the past. I got something brand new for that ass. Stop. So when you see a young nigga in a Chevy in six, then you gotta get a nigga his pride. I got signs in my rise in the motion for your ocean coolie.